Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Really quick, I am on tour and tickets are on sale right now to see me in. In order of appearances, Salt Lake City, St. Louis, Kansas City, Omaha, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Nashville, Birmingham, Alabama, Athens, Georgia, Brooklyn, and Boston. Go to jenkirkman.com, J-E-N-K-I-R-K-M-A-N.com. Oh my God, you guys, it's the new theme song. It's the new podcast, Having Funlessness with Jen Kirkman, episode one. See, this is, this fucks me up. And I know there's new people listening and they're like, what the hell is this? This is what it is. Okay. It's not the first episode I've ever done. It's like the 284th, but this is the formerly known as I Seem Fun, the Diary of Jen Kirkman podcast, but I wanted to change the name. So I don't know what's going to go on with the numbering. That will torture me for the rest of my life. But right now, having funlessness with Jen Kirkman. Now, what is having funlessness? Well, maybe I could have made some kind of best of reel, but I didn't feel like doing that. Listen, it is a podcast. I originally started this podcast six years ago. The reason I called it I Seem Fun is because I seem fun. Like, I seem like a fun person. I used to be on a show called Chelsea Lately. I was on Drunk History all the time. People thought I was a fun time party girl. They would go to my shows and they would yell, woo, woo, bye, let's get wasted. And I was like, oh, you guys don't realize I'm a lot older than you. And B, C, and D, um, if I do want to drink to have fun, I do it in my own way, which is like a few glasses of wine in my house. (laughs) I'm not going out and yelling woo. I'm not a fun person in what society calls fun. I don't want to go to a club. I don't want to listen to music that sounds like air raid signals. Unz, unz, unz. 
I will stay home on a Friday night and do my laundry and make a list. I might go out on a Tuesday night till 3 a.m. and I won't even talk to what I get up to. Talk to? I won't even talk about on this show what I get up to. But but what I'm saying is it's whatever I want it to be. And and then the podcast turned into like, what what types of things do you think are fun that no one else thinks is fun? Like, do you understand that I can't say out loud to people, I've never seen Game of Thrones. I've never seen The Wire. I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Come at me. Actually, don't. But if I said to you, have you seen Cabaret with Liza Minnelli? Have you seen blah, blah, blah? You know, now, but again, I don't like to be pigeonholed. Jen likes musicals. I actually don't. I like that one movie. Does that make sense? Fun is whatever you want it to be. Everyone has their own idea of fun. And uh, that's the whole point of this podcast. I I may speak to you directly. I may speak to you indirectly in that we are of the same soul. I could do an entire episode about how I think small talk is ruining the world with people constantly asking, how's your day going so far when you get into um, a cab at 530 in the morning and your day has not even begun? I could I take listener emails. People have problems for some reason. They have decided that I am someone who has good answers. I talk about my life on tour. I I just talk about whatever I want. It's a fucking podcast, people. You know what podcasts are? It's people talking. I don't usually have guests, but once in a while, if a guest suits a theme, I will talk to a friend or a family member or even a celebrity in studio. So let's begin. I'm a little self-conscious. I feel like something interesting is supposed to happen because this is new. A lot of times I'll record the episode at home and I might get distracted and start making a a cup of coffee. But I'm going to try to do less of that, even though I know people love it. But listen, I'm still random and all over the place. So I think I'm going to name episodes by one word instead of just, uh, you know, numbers. So This episode is called Recharge, which is perfect because we're recharging the podcast. So here's how it's going to go. I'm going to read a listener email from someone who wants some advice on recharging. I'm going to tell a story about how I tried to recharge in a part of Los Angeles I wasn't familiar with. I thought it was the beach. It turns out it was the woods. How this woman's kid was freaking me out. And and at the time I was there to write a book about not wanting kids. I want to give some advice about how to get out of this stupid hustle culture and weekend warrior environment. I just found out I'm in hustle culture. I can't believe it. I can't stand it. And about really cheesy things no one wants to do. What actually happens when you make a gratitude list? What actually happens when you do stuff like that? Oh, also, I'm a comedian. But this podcast isn't necessarily where I come to be funny. It's where I come to be real. You know, you can pay to see me be funny. This is free and you can enjoy, you know, the nuanced, the nuance that is a human being. Okay. What did I just say we were going to talk about? (laughs) I did make a list. No, I wanted to look something up really quick because I, I read this article about hustle culture and I was like, I don't have that. And then I read it and I was like, I totally have this. So I'll read the listener email. I'm going to tell you my story, and then we'll get into some advice at the end. But So here's the email. I have a personal question if you may choose to share your insight and wisdom. As a service provider in many aspects, hair care, teaching, waiting tables... I'm getting quite burnt out 
constantly giving energy to others. I already meditate, stay active, and I'm also in therapy, but I'm in a slump. I pose the following question. How do you recharge and what do you do to remain focused? Well, we'll get into the advice after this, but I will tell you that I don't believe in recharging as um, a thing that we, oh, our lives are so crazy and busy and oh, I got to recharge. And then you do this super intense thing or super drop out thing. And then you go back to the intensity. It's not, you're not actually recharging. You're just, it's a, it's a, you're, it's a terrible cycle. You're causing more anxiety. And even the way we recharge might not necessarily be actual recharging. So I try to add I try to live a balanced life so that I'm recharging a little bit every day. We'll get all into that. The last time I tried to do something in the way that I thought we were supposed to do things was when I got my first book deal back in 2011. I sold a book pitch about how I don't want kids. And then I suddenly had this giant deadline in front of me I didn't know necessarily how to write a book. When you write a book pitch, you write a sample chapter. You write sometimes more than one sample chapter. You do all this research about what other books have come out that are like it. You write your thesis, like why do I need to write this book in general? Why does it have to be me? Why does it even need to be written? Blah, blah, blah. So I had felt like I had done so much work, but then none of it, except for that sample chapter, was going to be in the actual book. I had to start over and basically try to just teach myself how to write a book and how to start. And one thing you'll do when you pitch a book is you'll tell them, I'm going to have a chapter about this and a chapter about that. And you start writing that chapter and you're like, oh, I don't have a chapter on this. I have a sentence. Like, sounded really good in the pitch and it's actually not enough to make a whole chapter out of it. And that's how you learn. And then you hate yourself and you beat yourself up. And I thought, truly that changing my environment would change the writer's hatred for myself that I had on the inside. And I went and booked, I feel like this is early Airbnb. Like I don't even remember if I went on an Airbnb website. And if I didn't, I can't even imagine. There's no way I did Craigslist. I did Craigslist once when I first moved to Los Angeles. And I found two hippie roommates and I moved in with them in Los Feliz. And the rent was still cheap, but they were overcharging me. And then they were splitting the rent because they were a couple. And the guy was a little weird, looked like if Charles Manson had weight curlier hair, like a tighter curl, like if he went to dry bar and just got like a ringlet. So he looked like that. And he wore wool jackets in the summer. And that was a friend of mine pointed out, if you don't notice temperature, you're probably a psychopath. And I was like, that's such a great point. And so I lived with them. And when I first moved in, I did, it was two months after 9-11. I had just moved from New York three months after 9-11. And they said, um, did you move here to get away from New York because of 9-11? And I was like, no, it, it, it actually made me sad to leave, but I wanted a change anyway, blah, blah. It's a whole thing. And they were like, well, we have those same kind of assholes in California. And I didn't know what they meant. Al-Qaeda? What, what kind of same assholes were they talking about? And they said all those people who died, those evil, um, selfish, corporate day traders that died in the towers, you know, 
basically they were saying <clears throat> it's not a loss because we lost some uh corporate rich people money what it, i mean that's how dumb they were talking it's not like i can't recount what they were saying which i can't but it's that's like when people don't really know what they're saying and they just start shouting out words like corporate money neoliberal and i was like you know also who died in the tower is the jose the guy that makes your bagel on the corner deli and then he does a breakfast delivery now he's stuck on the hundredth floor and he doesn't even work in that building i mean there's temps in that there's all kinds of people and not every business was something to do with money but also guess what there's money i'm sorry to tell everyone there's money as of right now it's a capitalist society you can't blame you cannot say that any what this is not even what the podcast is about oh my god this episode has nothing to do with 9-11 it's about me staying in a beach house which ended up being in the woods and i was scared and there were spiders anyway my point is they said to me that they hope someday that everyone who lives in Malibu washes away in the ocean. So they had a very strict view of who's allowed to live and who isn't. Okay, so what was, but why did I bring them up? Oh, because of Craigslist. So that's what you get when you get Craigslist. You live with two hippies who you find out have only decided that you're worthy of living because you're not rich. Like, I can't imagine what would have happened if I took a temp job, which I had many when I first moved to LA, in some kind of business corporate place and came back and they found out, would it would they have murdered me in my sleep? So you, you got to stay away from Craigslist. But in Airbnb, you can vet people. You can be a super host. You can see the reviews of other people. Oh my God, everything was great. Well, everyone, I do think it was Airbnb because I remember reading the reviews. Everybody loved this woman's house that I rented. And you have to realize, I guess, or I had to realize, when I live in LA already, it's already a vacation spot. So if I want a specific thing, it doesn't matter if someone from the Midwest comes and loves it because it's a very different, or Boston or whatever, it's a very different actually ecosystem environment. And they can walk to the beach and they can this, but I, I don't know why. I just wasn't paying attention. So I stayed in this place called Topanga Canyon. And anyone that's been there is like, what are you, a freaking idiot? It's not the beach. It's near the beach, not walkable. I mean, you can drive like five minutes. But drive five minutes is so different than I'm staying on the beach. So I, I was just, I was in complete vagueness. I don't know how to explain it. It's this thing that my mind does where it's not like I'm in fantasy in the traditional way, like I'm sitting around going, I am concocting a giant fantasy in my head about how things will be. I just read something, I get a picture in my mind, and I insist that that's what it is. And then when I get to the actual thing, I'm like, oh, there were pictures, but there were pictures of the beach, and then there were pictures of the house. And I guess I put two and two together that that's what you see from the house. But it never said anywhere it's on the beach. Whatever. So I get there. I'm all excited. I'm going to write a book. I had a week off from this job I was working. I was writing at Chelsea lately at the time, and I was writing a book in my spare time. So I had, we had a week off, and I was like, I'm renting. And I was going through a divorce, too. So everything was so new and magical. And it, I just really thought I was going to be this divorcee on the beach writing a book. 
So I pack all these things. <clears throat> I go to the grocery store because there's like a little bit of a kitchen area advertised. I come in. I, I get, Now, I'm supposed to get the keys from the woman. She's like, meet me at this exact time and I'll hand off the keys. Now, I'm picturing literally, here's the keys, bye. I'm not picturing, come in, make tea, let's talk. I'm getting my stuff out of my car. And this woman comes to help me with the groceries and she starts bringing them into her main house. And I was like, oh, no, I'm bringing them into the guest house that I'm staying in for the week. And she was like, oh, it's not a full kitchen. There's just like a little mini fridge and a microwave. But, you know, we really don't prefer food in there because of, you know, ants and bugs. You know, we had a bug problem. I'm like, you had a bug problem? You got to put that on the thing. We had a bug problem at one time, even if it's it's completely solved. You just have to let me know. It's like if someone died in your place, like you have to let me know. I'm sure you scrubbed the blood off the walls and everything's great, but you got energetically, I can't have bug energy. So she's like, yeah, but the kitchen, I just get a good vibe about you. Ugh. Sometimes that's a compliment. And when it's someone who you, you want to set a boundary with, you're like, why isn't my cunt vibe coming off? Why isn't why aren't I Miranda Priestly in Devil Wears Prada getting in an elevator and one of the models goes, sorry, Miranda, just for existing. That's what I want when these type of people are around me. And I was like, oh, great. Now, in general, if someone was like, I don't like her vibe, I'd go ape shit and be like, are you fucking kidding me? I have the greatest vibe on earth. I'm so chill. I'm so great. And then when someone says it, I'm like, well, who's saying it, though? Who's saying it? Is it a freak show? Is it a psycho with no boundaries? Because I don't want them to think that about me. So I didn't have my cunt shield up. And she started putting the groceries away in her fridge. And just judging by the food I bought, I guess she was like, oh, we're going to get along great. And I was like, why do I have the eating habits of people with no boundaries? So then I said, well, I don't, I, good, I kind of uh, didn't want to, and then I start just babbling. And I'm like, well, I just got divorced and like I'm living alone for the first time in a long time and like I like it. And so this vacation was supposed to be like more about more alone, like alone, alone, like alone in on the beach. And she was like, oh, yeah, we're a quick drive from the beach. And then it was all coming to me. And I saw the guest house and it was in the woods. It was it was it was almost like East Coast kind of trees, just big pines and it just wasn't the environment I wanted everything was sticky and piney and and I was I, I was over explaining no I I, I want to be alone 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 like I don't even want to see another person and she's like oh and my daughter she won't bother you but she loves the hammock at the guest house and I was like get bitch get her a hammock for down here she's like yeah so Usually when people start opening, there was a hot tub. I was excited about that. But it was like I had to open it myself and it was a whole thing. And then sitting in the hot tub, then there was suddenly mosquitoes because you're sitting, they're like, oh, a hot lake with a person. This is like this is like putting at a cheese plate for someone in their 50s. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this is exactly my style. So I said, oh, well, she's like, are you good with kids? I can tell you why. I was like, oh, ironically, I was like, so think you're reading this whole thing wrong um I want to be alone and I'm writing a book actually about how I don't want kids and she says to me you'll change your mind that was literally going to be the title of the book because that's all people say to people who don't want kids and I go no no I, I, no I'm not 
I, I'm going to, the book's going to be published and I'll, I'll look like an idiot if I change my mind. Now, obviously I didn't change my mind, not because of a book, but trust me, I would have made billions if I changed my mind. I almost at one point thought I should just have a, like at one point, meaning two weeks ago, I should almost just to recharge my career, have a fucking baby and go, I, everyone was right. I changed my mind. And then just be in like a lot of male comedians in their forties, they become alt-right and they're just like, what's up with these black people who want lives that matter? And they get like a whole career or they go like super alt-left where they're like, you know, I don't even want political candidates to wear a watch. Like, I, you know, it's so left that they're right. I I was like, maybe I have to be get into mommy culture the way that the guys I no longer speak to are now alt right, you know. But um, I don't have any proof that that makes you a millionaire. And I feel like Oprah wouldn't have me on because she doesn't have kids, and I think she'd be like, mm, I'm not really into people who change their minds. So. I couldn't believe she said it. Already, I'm in fucking hell. She still hasn't handed me the keys, and I have nowhere to go. So she walks me to the guest house, shows me around. It's fine, but it's not not as advertised. It just, I wasn't, I wasn't well-versed yet in Airbnbs and what a photo actually means and what to look for and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. So I just felt super sad when I walked in, and I sat on the bed, creaky bed mattress as thick as nothing like a sponge like laying on a sponge there were giant daddy long legs in the corners everywhere but this was like it was still nice the house was probably the whole property was probably millions of dollars but it was like you know when rich people are natural that's my worst kind of rich person if you're going to be rich I want everything pristine I want your whole house to be black and white with touches of gold and I want modern. I want a bidet. I want a toilet that like follows you around. I want a fridge with a TV in it. The doors open by themselves. I want drones flying around. I want modern, clean lines, rich people. I hate where it's like, oh, I never have to worry about money again. We live on millions of dollars of property, but we have a lot of overgrowth and we have really bad things draped on our furniture that we don't wash. You know, just those people that like to throw almost like a cloth over their, you know, those round tables and then someone throws like a big cloth over it and, and it looks spiritual. Do you know what I'm talking about? They're not tablecloths per se. It's just fabric. I draped, draping fabric is a nightmare and it should only be done when you're just starting out in life and you have your first apartment. You know, you just drape some fabric over your windows. Oh, it's sort of like a curtain. I hate when rich people do this and, and daddy long legs and spiders everywhere. But it's one of those things where you can complain, but it's sort of like if you knew anything about Topanga Canyon, like that's what you get, you know? So I tried. I I, I got there and I sat at the desk. I took out my laptop and I lit a candle and I lit incense. And I was like, I am a writer who is recharging and just taking some time and I sat down and I couldn't even type the word ah uh, or the I was like nope and I got up and I got in my car and I drove to the beach and I forgot that the beach I'm driving to is a fucking public beach so there's no benefit of staying in this place now I'm just on Pacific Coast Highway where it's the busiest stretch of beach you gotta find parking I'm suddenly 
you know, guys in, in muscle cars, families in SUVs, surfers. Surfers always drive tiny cars and then their surfboard is on top. It's longer. Like they always drive minis, I feel like, and then put a surfboard on top. I don't understand it. But now I'm fighting for parking. And I'm like, I'm only five minutes away, but it would be about a 90-minute walk, if that makes sense. And I'm like, nothing is fitting right about this. And I'm supposed to be recharging. And I am angrier than I've ever been. And I'm more inconvenienced than I've ever been. And so then I get down to the beach after I pay money to park. And I sit in my little corner of the world. And I'm like, well, I don't want to just sit, though. I'm not I'm not in laying out in the sun mode. I'm in work mode. I, I wish I'd, I should have brought my laptop. So then I go back to the house. I'm not kidding. I go back to the house and I think, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring a bunch of beach towels and I'm going to bring this cooler that I had in my trunk of my car. Like, you know, one of those almost like styrofoam coolers. And I'm going to make a makeshift desk at the beach and I'll put a towel over my head. It's almost like a tent. And I'll write there. If I can't... So I go back to the house. I get my cooler. I get my towels. I get my laptop. I wait a couple hours. So now it's sunset. And I drive down. It's obviously less crowded now. And now I'm sitting on the beach with my makeshift desk. My laptop is on top of a cooler. And I can't bring myself to put the towel over my head and act like a tent because I feel like an idiot. Even though no one would see me, It, I can't do it. So now people are just sort of walking by like, huh, a laptop. I've never really seen that before at the beach. I'm not near the water, but again, sand in a laptop doesn't mix. If there was even one iota of a wind, I would be fucked. One kid comes by, you know, shaking his wet hair like a dog. I'm fucked. And I didn't think about that. I mean, I did, but I didn't. And now I just look like a weirdo. Like, who brings a laptop to the on a cooler? Like... Here's a fun object, a cooler. It has so much promise. Maybe there's beer in it. Maybe there's snacks. Nope. This is a fucking desk, assholes. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there and I'm like, I forgot about the light, the lightness and the brightness. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hold, please. Um, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, uh, <laughs> hang on one sec. Oh, no worries. I'm returning a text. I'm recording. I'm recording and texting. I'm recording right now. You don't have to edit this out and texting. That's my, that's my friend who's coming to record a different episode. Oh, but bring oh, but bring it cold. I don't care. Um when you come Uh, just a regular coffee, one, a little cream, a little sugar, and one sugar. 
this uh, this is staying in. This is what happens on I Seem Fun. My old listeners were like, "You better not stop doing that stuff." And new listeners, uh, this is what this is what happens. So I sit there and I don't realize, like, oh yeah, when you're trying to work on a laptop, the light the the light from the sun, you can't see the screen. Whole thing was not working out. I was like, okay, well, I've lost one day of writing, and then I just take myself to a fish restaurant. <laughs> And I'm sitting there and I'm sitting on the deck and it's perfect. It's like, oh, this is where I could write. I'm alone at the fish restaurant, like an early dinner. But then I'm like, no, well, I'd rather have a glass of wine. I mean, not that you can't have a glass of wine and write, but I just wasn't in the mood. And I just was like, no, I'll just sit here. So I sat there and looked over the ocean and had my whatever I was eating and had a glass of wine or two. And then looked at Twitter. Like, that's what I did. I was like, okay, I, I'm going to write tomorrow. I'm totally going to write tomorrow. But, you know, I just didn't have the right atmosphere. Everything has to be perfect so that I can totally recharge and write. And then I get back to my weird house. And now it's like 8 o'clock. The sun is setting-ish. I don't know what time it is, but like between 7 and 9 somewhere. And now I'm like buzzed with two glasses of wine. I'm like, well, now I want another one. Well, I don't want to drive. Well, I guess I drive to buy a bottle of wine somewhere. Oh, fuck. I couldn't figure out, like, what's a liquor store, what's a wine. It was too much. So, and I don't think there was Postmates yet. I'm not sure. God, isn't that so strange that maybe in 2011 there wasn't Postmates yet? Or tw- it was 2010, actually. Twenty? No, it was 2011. Yeah, anyway, it's so weird because things have happened so quickly that I feel like it's always been in my life. Okay, so anyway, I fucking... <laughs> Now I'm on the hunt for a bottle of wine. So I think I go to Trader Joe's before it closes and I just grab some some whatever. So then I bring that back to the house. And now I'm like, fuck, I forgot I don't have a wine opener. And there's not wine glasses in this little guest house I'm staying in. I'm like, I have to go to the big house. No! So... The woman tells me that, you know, as long as I come before 10 p.m., I can just, she'll, she keeps her door open and I can just go into the kitchen. Now, what kind of freak is like, let me rent out my back house and then just tell everyone like, yeah, until 10 p.m. you can come in. But if not, here's where I hide the key. So now I know where she hides the key. I would never, even people I know, I'm like, I have to know you 35 years before you get a key to something. So... I'm like walking down to the guest house. And as I'm walking down, I see her in the kitchen. I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, you know what? Just fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. And I'm like, hey, do you have a wine opener real quick? And do you have a glasses? And she was like, oh my God, of course. And it, I was like, please don't let it turn into let's have a glass of wine. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sad. I can't have a glass of wine with you. Me and someone Bobby McGee we're all going out and I was like oh that's okay I'm I'm working I'm I'm writing totally wasn't so then I go back to the guest house and I'm like you know I'll get in the hot tub so then I get in I do the whole thing I undo the top I get in I get the jets going it's cold water I don't know how to warm it up 
there's a note on the inside that's like, if you want to use the hot tub, you have to do like a ritual and, you know, do 50 dance poses. And then maybe the Native American spirit will come through you and it'll heat up. If not, you know, start it every morning if you want to use it. You know, you have to start it six hours before. It was some weird thing. And I was like, oh, fucking forget it. So I'm fine. I'm not going to have a glass of wine in the goddamn hot tub. It just stayed at the restaurant. But I had my car with me and couldn't drink anymore there because I'd be driving. So I'm like, fine, I'll get in the gut. So I get in the hammock. Now it's dark out and I'm in a hammock. And I thought I was going to read by moonlight. That's not a thing, you guys. Don't ever try it. Um, There's not enough light. I know I didn't have a Kindle at the time. I was actually reading a, a book. And I was like, well, this blows. And there was no TV. And that was the other thing. That was the other thing. That was the main reason why I, I picked this house. There was no television. And I was like, that's what you do when you recharge. You don't watch TV. I'm a writer, goddammit. So I was like, now I'm stuck here and I can't even watch TV. So I'm drinking my wine and I'm like, oh my God, I should have just driven home. And I was like, well, now I can't. So I sat on the squeaky bed with the spider still in the ceiling. It was in the corner. He was fully making a web. Like, he wasn't moving. I think he was just completely frozen. Might might have been dead. I don't know. And I I don't know what I did. I think I just somehow fell asleep. And I woke up the next morning, and I was like, I can't do another day of this. And I packed up everything. I had brought so much stuff. I had changes of bathing suits. Do you know what I mean? I brought, like, four bathing suits five kimonos. I don't know what I thought. I packed like Mrs. Howell on Gill- Gilligan's Island. Old joke. But I had, I, I, I mean, I was going to be by myself. So you don't need that many outfit changes. And uh, I just thought I can't fucking do this anymore. I thought that hammock though does look pretty nice. Let me just lay in it and let me regroup and see what's happening. And so I get in the hammock and uh, all of a sudden I just hear... <laughs> And I just hear this satanic giggling. And I turn around and there's just a little girl giggling. And it's the little girl that lives in the house. She's like, I love the hammock. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm sleeping. And then she starts pushing me in it like it's a swing. I mean, I guess technically it is a swing. And I was like, oh, no, no, thanks. And she was like, mommy, not mommy telling on me, but like, mommy, she's outside, like party time. And I, she ran back down the steps and I ran inside and I locked the door and I shut all the shades and I was like, I have to go. So I started packing and I would slowly, because I didn't want the woman to to be able to tell, I slowly brought things down one bag at a time. One little, you know, I would put things in what looked like a beach bag and make it look like, oh, I'm just walking to my car. And I didn't bring the suitcase. I, br- I basically brought everything that was in my suitcase down individually. And then when my suitcase was empty, that way I could just like, run with it in my hand and that's what I did and it took about a half hour it could have taken five minutes and she came out of the house and she goes oh my god where are you going and instead of me just saying you know I had this idea of what a vacation was supposed to be and what recharging was supposed to be and I was wrong and I I thought your house is closer to the beach it's it's lovely it's just not what I wanted and I'm you know really figuring out what I need to do as a writer and I, it's not this. I could have said all of that, but I didn't. I just said, I got a call. It's an emergency. And 
I have a job in New York. What? What? And she was like, oh, what kind of job? And I was like, oh, it's um, voiceover. I said voiceover. I have to fly to New York now for an emergency voiceover. And so she looked confused. And she's like, what about all your groceries in the kitchen? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to come get those right now because I'm going to actually go home first. I was like, I was like, let me just, I go, I'll be in in one second. And I was like, I'm just going to do like a check of, you know, I make sure I have everything. And once she goes inside, I run to my car and I start it up and I peel out <laughs> and I'm nowhere to be found. And I figured she didn't write me a bad review because I didn't ask for my money back. And I left my groceries in her fridge. Now, look, she did say we had similar tastes in food. I just, I couldn't be there one more second. I didn't want to be, I'd already told some weird lie that doesn't hold up. I didn't want to be asked. It was, I I think I've really matured since then, you guys. I think in the future, the minute I pull up, if it doesn't feel right, I'd go, oh, I made a mistake. And I would try to talk to her about it and say, it's my mistake, but this is why I'm leaving. Can I pay half or I'll pay full, but if you rent it out, can you, you know, something, something. But I didn't know yet. I was, it was all so new to me. I was still learning how to fully function as a human being. But since then, I have not, I've not ever thought since then that recharging had to look a certain way. And it certainly doesn't look like staying in a hippie commune. It's so much, it's so much actually more simple than that. But speaking of hippies, the one thing that I don't like about being a health conscious and globally conscious person and, and, you know, I'm into natural things is that it's associated with, like, let's say if you use a a natural deodorant, people will be like, oh, so it means you smell? No. That is 20, that's some 20 years ago BS. I'm here to tell you about my new favorite deodorant. I use this product and I love it. And I have screwed up their ads so many times that it disappoints me because do you ever have one of those things where for some reason you can never get it right with something? Like you have a friend whose address you can never remember and you actually go to their house maybe at least once every couple months. And for some reason, every time you're like, I kind of know how to get there. I can see, I can picture your house. What is the address? And you, you're like going through your texts going, no, I know I've asked her before. So I'll just go through the, oh shit. It's like a text thread that's so old. Oh, I'm going to have to ask you again, what's your address? And for some reason, even though that person means more to you than anything, and you know where they live, you keep spacing on this one thing. That's what I keep doing with Myro. So I apologize. I don't know why cosmically I cannot get these ads right, but if you visit mymyro.com, M-Y-M-Y-R-O, that is M as in Mary, M-Y-M-Y-R-O.com slash fun, and use promo code ICEMFUN, you're going to get 50% off of your first order, and you're going to get started on it for just five bucks. I love this deodorant. It is, I was going to say it's healthy. I mean, you're not supposed to eat it, but I, sh- I bet you could. But it's non-toxic, 0% aluminum. That's what gives you the cancer. 0% parabens. Their ingredients are clinically tested for safety. And it ain't bad for the environment either. And it smells 
great. They finally figured it out. Myro is making deodorant better, like 10 times better, not the drugstore stuff with the ugh sense that you're used to. A new kind of deodorant that lives up to your power poses. Myro believes a good scent and a good mood go together like black coffee and breakthroughs. That is true. That's what I should have been doing as a writer, drinking black coffee, not thinking that the beach was going to inspire me. Myro delivers obsession-worthy, naturally effective deodorant that looks as good as it smells because it comes in its own container. So this is what you do. You choose your scent and you choose the color of your case. You get a refresh of the actual deodorant every three months, but you continue to use your same case. And it's delivered straight to your door. It's conveniently timed for when most people run out of deodorant, which is the worst thing because you have it and you're scraping it under your arms and you're like, I'll go remember to go to CVS and buy it tonight. And you never remember. The Myro refills, they actually reduce plastic waste by approximately 50% versus typical drugstore deodorants. And listen, people, it really does smell good. And there are so many scents to pick from. I will tell you, um, and again, you can pick the color, blue, more of a peach, more of an orange, whatever color you want, whatever speaks to you. Um, And my scent has, I forget the exact name of my scent, but it has a, a cucumber vibe to it. And I love it. So plant-powered deodorant, 100% responsible, no weird chemicals, clean ingredients that work like crazy, natural scents that release over time, essential oils that release over time, and barley powder to keep you dry. Um, Oh, this is the scent that I have. It's called Chill Wave. It's cucumber, jasmine, spearmint. But they have other kinds too, like violet leaf. They have ones that have patchouli. They have ones that have orange and juniper and sunflower. They have ones that have lavender. You're going to love it. So please go to mymyro.com slash fun and use promo code fun at checkout. And that's going to get you 50% off of your first order. And you're going to get started today for just five bucks. Mymyro.com slash fun. Use promo code fun. Thank you, mymyro. So, let's answer this guy. This woman's driving me crazy. So, let's answer this guy about how to recharge. Okay, so, as a service provider, I'm getting quite burnt out, constantly giving energy to others. I already meditate, stay active, and I'm also in therapy, but I'm in a slump. How do you recharge? So, I notice when people ask things. And I'm not saying you're defensive, but they put in, I already do this, I already do that, which is great. But maybe you need to change up the way you're doing the things you do because it's obviously not working. If you are meditating and staying active and you're in therapy, but you also are in a slump, then the things you're doing to help yourself, because we need to, we need to get in there. We need someone to come in like hoarders and go through all your things and go, what's really going on? You know, I mean, is your meditation, are you doing it at a time of day that doesn't work for you, but you do it because you feel like you have to? Do you think, oh, I'd like to do it at 3 p.m. or in my car or just as it comes to me, but that doesn't feel right? Are you really doing it? Do you do it seven days a week? Because that does make a difference. Um, Are you staying active at the expense of when you need to rest? Are you in therapy, but are you not talking about this? Are you talking about other things? You know, I think that 
we live in this weekend warrior environment, environment right? We, we count down the days until Friday. Then we're all at the same places, and that's overwhelming. And so then there's a new culture of staying in on Friday nights. I mean, it's so overwhelmingly a thing now. And if you follow fashion people on Instagram or just fancy people, you'll – I mean, I just said at the beginning of this podcast, I like to stay in on a Friday night. Now, that's not – that's a lot to do with just that I work on weekends and – I'm always traveling and on the road and I don't like to be out where 5 million people are. So that is kind of the new thing is like staying in on a Friday night. Here's my mask or I wanted to go out, but I canceled plans. That's so much better. That's sort of the new thing. We're all becoming introverted. And I think the reason is, is that we go so hard at work and then we all try to go hard at the same places on the weekend. And it's, it's, it's like, go, 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 go and rest. But we're going while resting and resting you know what I mean? I feel like our rest is even go, 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 go. And I feel like we can rest while going. We can go a little rest a little. That's why I hate vacations because you get back from it. You've, you've unplugged for a week. You get back from it and you have 95 emails. There's got to be a better way to flow with this. And so I would say take a look at where your energy is really going. You say you do hair, you teach, you wait tables. Okay, so Let's just say you couldn't name those things as one of the reasons your energy is low. Let's say you would be fined $10,000 for naming those things. They're completely off the table. Is there anything else that it could be? It, it, yes, you are giving energy to others, but what are the other others that are getting your energy? So in other words, are you so exhausted from giving energy to people that like, sure, you meditate and you stay active, but like me on my vacation, I was really on Twitter for an hour at this restaurant. Are you on your phone? These subtle mov- subtle moments where we should be open to things and quiet, are you on your phone right before bed? Do you keep it in your bedroom? Have you, you know, um, are you reading on a Kindle instead of an actual book? Just like little things. Do you have a to-do list where you treat what needs to be done today um, we treat like some dream project you want to do as something that needs to be done today. And so you get overwhelmed and you get discouraged and you get, do you know what I mean? I feel like what most people do is they go, 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 go. And then they feel like they want, because we're in, I'm in that right now. You know, I'm not working a normal job. I'm trying to get a million things going. I'm go, go, go. I work 24 seven. And sometimes what's in quotes good for me to recharge. I don't want to do it because I want to reward because I don't want to do all this work right now. I didn't think I'd be a a place in my career right now where things weren't just flowing easily, but they're not. And I have to do a lot of starting up stuff. And I don't want to. So I might, you know, I reloaded the design home app on my phone because I felt I needed a reward. And I like to stand at the kitchen counter and eat while I play it. But that's like 25 minutes that goes by. And then now, oh shit, I have to beat my next appointment. I quickly stop eating. I change. I go to the next appointment. And there, that was not me time. I was nowhere there. I was not present. I was checked out. So we, we run ourselves so hard that we just want to check out. And of course we feel like we're in a slump because we're completely not connected to our soul. So I would say you already meditate. You're already in therapy, but can it be tweaked? Can you pause what's going on in therapy and ask your therapist this? Can you be like, oh my God, I wrote into a podcast because I'm in a slump. Like, what do you think about it? Um, can you, you know, can you move things around? Like, can you buy flowers and put them in your room? Can you change your throw pillows? Like, just anything. Can you change the energy of your environment? Can you decide, okay, 
Um, is there a way to not give your energy to these people? I mean, you can get as goofy as you want. You could buy a crystal. I mean, it's also it's also about like intention and in your mind deciding, okay, I'm giving energy to people because I'm teaching. I'm waiting tables. There's giving energy and there's giving energy. There's being present, being focused, communicating with others. And then there's just feeling blah and like, I don't even want to be here. And so I'm giving what little energy I have left. There's that kind of vibe. Then there's also, whatever, I'm at work. If people want to take more than I'm willing to give, if they need advice, if I'm teaching, but also like I'm doing hair, but really it's people asking me, telling me way too personal things about their lives. Okay. All of this, in other words, sometimes we cannot stop all the work we have to do, but we can change who we are going into it and we will feel less slumpy. So is there a specific... Maybe it's more of an affirmation, prayer kind of vibe before you go into each activity that drains your energy. Can you imagine yourself being surrounded in a white light? Surround all the people that you're going to meet today in a white light and say, let us walk away from each other with our boundaries intact. Let's have a really good, let's have a really good time. Everything I'm doing is for the betterment of being of service to other people which actually recharges you while you're doing it. So can you think of every person you meet as a special being that you're there to illuminate and in fact they end up illuminating you? That's what I do before a show. I sit backstage and I say, I hope everyone in the audience is free from worry about money. I hope they had a beautiful night. I hope everything is going easy and that this just fits right in. I hope that we're all connected. I hope they understand how much I love what I do. And I just set that. Is there some little thing you can do? Because a lot of times I don't want to be performing when I am, you know, just because I like what I do for a living. It doesn't mean that I'm in a good mood that day. I flew in, maybe not enough people came and it really bothers me. So if I go on stage with that energy, Maybe you guys won't notice, but I don't have a good time and I feel spent after. And if I go change something, it doesn't take much to change. It takes a lot to add a new habit, but the habit may take 60 seconds and it seems so overwhelming. Oh my God, I can't, I don't have time to add a new thing. Didn't you hear my email? I'm doing all this stuff. Because I think there's a way to recharge while we're doing the stuff that drains us so that it's a constant flow. Like you don't let your phone die all the way down before you charge it again. So don't let that happen to you. How can you recharge while you're doing the stuff that kind of drains you? Can you make a list of things you love doing? Whether it's stupid, I love reading a magazine. I love when my neighbor asks me how I am and they smile. I lo- can you just make a giant list of things you love? And just keep adding to it and just look at it sometimes. I'm not going to get into career advice. It sounds like you're working a million jobs to make ends meet, to try to figure out what you're doing over here, over there. But maybe there needs to be a moment when you think bigger and go, can I drop one of these things to give more energy to the other thing? And it's going to be scary for a while and we won't have a lot of money for a minute. But I really am spreading myself too thin. And the thing I really love doing is going to suffer. Now, that's for you and your therapist, but I'm just throwing that out there. Um, can I do a thing where I set a reminder in my phone? So every three to four hours, it's in my calendar, something pops up that says gratitude. And so I say this thing, it's sort of like an affirmation I wrote for myself. And I'll give you a sample of some of it. In this moment, I apply love and joy in my thoughts and my words and in my actions. I know that my career is joy. Um, I'm grateful for blah, blah, blah. And I go on and on. 
And it just refocuses me and reminds me, oh yeah, so when I want to change my life and do things from a joyous place, I'll make that decision sometimes. And then I'll sit back and keep going back to the stressed out place and go, no, 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 I'm going to do the joy thing. Like I get it, I get it, I get it. You have to just make yourself start doing it. I love a gratitude list. I keep them in my phone. I date them. And I keep it in the notes section of my phone. And I try to do it every day. I don't always get to. But it's not so that you can sit there and go, all right, fine. I won't complain about anything. I'm grateful. It's not that. It's to celebrate. It's not to make you feel more guilty or look at what an asshole you were. You you didn't even feel gratitude for this until you wrote it down. No. And it's not even about feeling anything. I write them all the time. I don't feel anything while I'm doing it. I'm not like, I'm so grateful. I'm just, I just write it down. And then after a while, I have a running list of things I'm grateful for. And I get to go, wow. So through it all, all this amazing stuff is happening. And sometimes I don't feel it, which helps to remind me, like, am I getting in my own way of feeling that thing. So I mean, start with the basics. Are you getting enough sleep? Can you get eight hours? Are you eating badly? Is there sugar crashes going on? I mean, these are obvious things and we all want to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's more than that. Is it? Try that stuff first. And if you're already meditating, staying active in therapy and maybe, you know, write about your slump. Like in other words, maybe embrace the slump. Maybe the slump is here to teach you something, to motivate you to go to the next level in your life. So can you talk to your slump? Like make it your friend and say, like, have fun with it. Sit there. I hate when people say that. The only people who say have fun with it are people who are about to tell you to do something so fucking stupid or something not fun. But have fun with that. So sit in your car and go, hey, slump, thanks for being here. Are you trying to teach me something? Like, why am I solo energy? Why don't I feel excited by things? You know, maybe I should just stay in the slump. Maybe this... Maybe this is a way of almost decompressing in a way. Like my energy is being slowed down for some reason. Maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe I need to just let the slump be part of it so that when I break out of the slump, I feel a million bucks with what I'm doing. I mean, there is, we're not supposed to feel excitement every fucking second. We're supposed to sometimes just feel blah. That is part of the deal. You know, as long as there's no extra drama in your life, You know, have you recently eradicated some drama from your life? Are you living differently? And maybe the slump is just what it feels like to have a less drama life, you know? Um, Is there an end in sight to the slump that you know of? For example, for me, if I, I know for me, this one area of my slump will end if I sell this particular pitch I have, then that gives me some money. I can... I can refine and get clearer and clearer on my goals without feeling like a monkey on a wheel has to earn, 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 you know? Um, You can have some, like, set some boundaries, you know? I'm sure you cancel plans often. Um, But if you have one night free, don't waste it scrolling Twitter. Don't waste it watching Netflix. Do one thing that you would maybe want to do. Like, let's say if someone said, what's your perfect date? Just go take yourself on it. Even if you're already in a relationship, like, just do something for yourself that doesn't involve mindlessly numbing out. I bet you do it more than you think you do. And I think that like building in self-care is part of everything. And, you know, unless if you don't do that, you get a case of the, oh, fuck it. It's like, oh, I slept late. I can't meditate. Oh, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm just going to eat a cheese plate. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can you meditate for one minute in the shower? 
Can you talk out loud to some supreme being? Can you, you know what I mean? There's so many little ways. I think people think I'm in a slump. I need a big jolt to something like some cosmic B12 shot or, you know, I'm going, 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 but I don't have time to rest. And it's like, uh, we have to then add that in as part of our day. So even if you add in in your calendar, I don't mean mindful like mindful, but I mean mindful moments of rest. Do you have 15 minutes here and there throughout the day? Can you put those in your calendar and say, this 15 minutes I'm going to read from a book. This 15 minutes I'm going to sing in my car. This 15 minutes I'm going to whatever. Just entertain yourself as much as you fucking can. I mean, if you look at kids and they're in school and they're bored, they do anything to entertain themselves. Their pencil becomes an airplane. They're, you know, it's like we have to entertain ourselves as we go. And I think that can help us feel less slumpy. You could be like, you know what? I wrote that email two weeks ago and everything's different. And thanks for all that advice. But no. That's usually what happens. Our people are like, oh, thanks for the advice, but no, I didn't really need it after all. Really what was wrong was blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's my advice to you. Now, I don't know if that works, but next week we're going to talk about being middle-aged and, and what we thought that was going to be all about. I'm going to interview my friend uh, and actor Michael McMillan about us being in our 40s, we talked about this offline. I thought it'd be a good episode. The next episode after that coming up um, is going to be a whole episode about it. I was talking to a friend who's an atheist who doesn't believe in ghosts. And it got me to thinking about logic and reality and, and all this kind of stuff where I'm like, I kind of feel bad for people that don't, that think that it's so black and white. Like that if you believe in ghosts, you believe in God, or if you even think there's an energy because something bad happened in a house before you moved in and I don't know. It's going to be a whole spiritual hippy-dippy episode with some supernatural stuff in it, too. So that's what we can look forward to on the weeks coming up. But for right now, here is all the new ways that you can find having funlessness out there. The new email is havingfunless at gmail.com. If you go to Twitter, you can follow funlesspod. And there is a private Facebook group for fans of this show, there's already tons of people in it because a lot of them came over from the old I Seem Fun group. And the way that you can join that is by going to facebook.com and there is um, a Having Funlessness Facebook page. And so you would go to that and uh, that page is having funless pod so facebook.com slash having funless pod and write in the um you know the pinned tweet will be how you get into the group so that's it enjoy it and uh please go to itunes give it a review give it five stars subscribe if you don't know what to write in the review just write um Just write, uh, I left groceries in someone else's kitchen. That's your review. Give it five stars. Subscribe. Until next week, have fun. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. 
Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.